You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hadmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Today's topic, we're going to be talking readiness advice. We're going to be covering it for many eras of history. Matter of fact, you could subtitle this 1,641 Years of Preparation Advice. All right, now the uh, deeply read are those informed by tragic firsthand experiences and those have existed safely thus far, but who still have a watchful eye on reality. You all seem to agree with the Boy Scouts motto, be prepared. I think be prepared gets it right, and it, and it does. Uh, let's uh, take one of our dips into the past here. I'm going to go back to AD 378. This is from the Institutions of the Romans. This is by Flavius Vegetius Renatus. Quote, he therefore who aspires to peace should prepare for war. Unquote. So again, if you want things to be copacetic around you, get ready. That's what a lot of us here are doing martial arts or uh, self-defense training and such. I mean, we know there's the sport aspect and there's the general aesthetics and fun of it. But there is also that aspect of, uh-oh, just in case. Now, that quote one more time, quote, he therefore who aspires to peace should prepare for war, unquote. That single sentence, and many like it, are touted frequently in self-protection circles and for just cause. But, but, such sentences are often misinterpreted by those who fear emphasis on martial matters. And we're going to settle uh, such fears in later. You know, a lot of people who worry about preppers are people who get so, in, you know, tunnel in on this sort of thing. We'll come back to that. But I'm also going to say there's another problem with that sentence. The sentence is often interpreted too shallowly or taken too literally by some of the very people who hold such sentiments dear. This superficial reading is, in some cases, as off-base as those who fear the meaning of the sentence. We'll get to that. Let's go with another piece of advice. This is uh, one, this is an inscription that used to be over the Armory of Venice. All right, we're looking in the, during the Renaissance days. Uh, quote, happy is that city which in times of peace thinks of war. Unquote. Let's do it again. Happy is that city which in times of peace thinks of war. Unquote. And again, think about it. these are be prepared are, are from uh, the uh, our Roman advice to this inscription over the armory of Venice. So far, they're all saying really the exact same thing. Different sentence, same lesson, and often the same misinterpretations and superficial reads can be had. Now, one more word of advice from the past, and then we'll get on to these twin cognitive errors that I keep alluding to. Now, this is from Lessons of War. From uh, uh, Li Zhu, this is, uh, who existed in, in China from uh, around 1310 to 1375. Quote, sages are very careful not to forget about danger when secure, not to forget about chaos in times of order. Even when there is peace in the land, it will not do to abandon preparation. If you lack foresight, you will be defenseless. Unquote. Now, to my mind, Li Zhu's wisdom, or perhaps his phrasing, gets us closer to the problems with cognitive error number one. His advice is, in essence, exactly the same as Venatus's and the Venetian inscription over the armory, but he uses the words of danger and chaos as opposed to battle and war. He allows us to expand our vision, to look, uh, has our perspective greatly widened. It allows us to see beyond mere combat or fight-related issues. All right, now I have many friends within the personal protection community, all with varying levels of hoo and I'm ready preparation. I, I have some friends who have go bags by their desk at work, and they, got, they sport bumper stickers to let us all know that when fans are hit, they will not be spattered, all right? And uh, I know uh, some who wear their awareness lightly, uh, those who casually give the uh, eye to all environments, and you might not read their way as a prepper so much as exhibiting curiosity about their surroundings, and yet converse with both of these types, and they are embodying the exact same 
nationwide adherence to the agent advice offered so far. They're paying attention. They're doing something about it. And I think uh, I, lo I lean a little bit more towards the, uh, I, <clears throat> I'm not so much the hua guy, but I, I like to think that I'm actively engaged and paying attention all the time. And that's not to say the other way, hua, all the time is wrong. Not at all. I think they're just the same things, just different personalities expressing the same concept as long as you're being ready. Now, let's go with two personal anecdotes from chaos. Now, I have been in a minor fender bender. Well, I've been more than a few, but uh, I, I'm talking this time. I'm not the driver here. I've been in a minor fender bender with a good man who shall remain nameless. He was at the wheel, and we will label him a prepper uh, on the end of the readiness spectrum, one of the hoo ones. I mean, his belt is always chock-a-block with the utility tools, uh, hardly a training session uh, in, in the gym, and we were always involved in some sort of highly stressed immersion uh, uh, sorts of training. Uh, he, he would never skip these sorts of things. In that realm, this guy is squared away as he can get. Now, let's get back to that minor fender bender. It became a different cat altogether. There were no, first, you should know, there were no injuries involved, but the stress level was far higher than one might expect in this good man. Uh, the flummoxed scramble for registration info and a trash-filled glove compartment and every other nook and cranny till it's finally found amidst a bundle of napkins. I kid you not. The confusion about the order of exchange of information and other such that one would assume uh, this is a far less stress-inducing activity than getting double-teamed uh, three times a week by friends in impact suits, and here we are uh, scrambling and figuring out what's going on on and you know incurring self-incurring more stress than needs be so all this preparation in one specific domain did not tra necessarily transfer to other domains all right now this is an example of interpreting our ancient advice too narrowly stress inoculating only to violent assault but failing to prepare for lesser woes or assuming that preparing for one domain confers ability or able responses another that's less than optimum we may be better served adopting Liju's interpreting preparation for war or battle as actually meaning drop the words war and battle it's like preparing for danger or, or chaos. Now, let's go to personal anecdote number two. Uh, a few years back, my wife was diagnosed with a brain tumor. It's a horrific situation. I don't ever want to repeat it. And I, I'd say you guys don't want that either. Now, let's flash forward to now. She's recovering beautifully. In fact, it's an astonishing story of recovery. But there were some damned dark days. Now, one aspect of the damned dark days that was astonishingly stress-free, and I'm going to say this is going to surprise a lot of people, stress-free dealing with the insurance company all right now i'm a, a telebian in practice uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in uh you know anti-fragility and chaos and randomness and this is also uh, we'll get back to taking Liju's wisdom to heart i have always been one to pull full freight on coverage on the off chance of well exactly what occurred in other words preparing for chaos is not just showing up and doing all the work in the gym which that's a huge part of it obviously but it's also making sure that your stuff is squared away for your minor fender bender. It also means preparing for bad things. That's insurance, brother. So um, now I spent time amongst I me mean, that they couldn't have been easier pussycast to deal with. I, I can't stress that enough. And this is completely opposite for most other people's stories. And during these dark days, I spent time with other people in like situations. And many of them had added to their daily hells with endless insurance wrangling regarding their choice of minimum coverage or lack of insurance altogether, and they were spending their time transferring these phones to that and other such hassles. Okay, now I get that. And the situations uh, uh, vary for people how much you're going to do, but often 
whenever you really want something like insurance, whenever it's time, if you, <laughs> I, I can't say enough how easy it was in comparison, I can't imagine having to add all that additional stress and hassle on top of what we were already going through. So I am thankful that that was a big, big chore to not have in the way. The chaos and danger having been allotted for, we could devote our energies to the long recovery process. So preparation in all domains might be vital. Now, let's use another quote to put a point on uh, the, uh, any of the preceding stories. This is uh, General George Washington. This is a letter he wrote to Elbridge Gerry, uh, uh, dated January 29th, 1780. Quote, there is nothing so likely to produce peace as to be well prepared to meet an enemy, unquote. Now, again, I'll uh, interpret Washington's enemy broadly to mean danger and chaos or any of the woes that we might face. And my peace in the prior anecdote is merely the peace of having fewer hassles to deal with. And in times of stress, be they brain tumors or fender benders or personal attack, any scintilla of peace we can grab, take it. Because resources are finite, including willpower and ability to deal with things and make sure we can able to put it all where it needs to be at a given time by preparing ahead of time. Now, let's address cognitive error number two. There is a tendency in some to assume that preparing for battle makes you war hungry. Uh, you know, there's some people who see people who are, who are training all the time and uh, think that you're playing warrior or soldier. And uh, I'm not going to lie. Some people do strike me that they're doing it that way. But obviously, most aren't. But there's some people who assume that if you're involved in such things as smacking people around and twisting joints and popping limbs, that you you, you got an evil bone in your body. I myself, I don't. I'm a pussycat, right? And uh, people who think this way, that's another bit of domain-specific thinking. You know, like, for example, having a well-tended fire extinguisher in your home and checking the batteries on your smoke alarms monthly does not mean you're rubbing your hands together and thinking, oh, boy, I can't wait for a fire in my house. I'll show what's, what's what. Not at all. That's, that's not the thinking behind it. It means you're taking a wise bit of precaution. Having that fire extinguisher doesn't mean you're an arsonist just waiting for something to happen. And also being prepared for things does not mean that uh, you're actually a bully at heart. Me pulling full freight on health insurance does not mean that I wish for brain tumors to get my money's worth. Not at all. Let's go. This is a wise, wise observation. It's written in Our Military History is Facts and Fallacies, written in 1916 by Major General Leonard Wood. And uh, I'm going to read this one slowly because I just love it. Quote, preparedness does not mean militarism or an aggressive military spirit. A man armed against thieves is not prone to become a thief unless he is one at heart. A nation or person can be strong without being immoral or a bully, unquote. I mean, indeed, and amen, brother. I just love that up and down the line. Now, our wisdom has spanned from 387 AD all the way up to right now. It still applies. To be ready means to be ready for as many harms as seem likely. To be ready does not mean one wishes for the harm itself to occur. Now, that is ludicrous, but let's not leave off thinking that preparation is all grim-faced stuff. Let's dip back for our final piece of advice. We're going to go back 2,375 years to perhaps the wisest of the Greek philosophers, Aristippus, who goes the Boy Scouts several better. Quote, Expect the worst of things, make the most of things, get all possible pleasure out of things. Man, that's a kick in the pants. That's a good one there. Expect the worst of things, make the most of things, get all possible pleasure out of things. Crew, you take care of yourself and have a good one. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, ExtremeSelfProtection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like music. So.